Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Have you heard about this new drug? It's called Mahalo, and it's a game changer. You may be asking, what does Mahalo do? What are the benefits? Well, get this. Buckle up. Mahalo increases happiness by 25%, reduces stress, increases energy levels, improves sleep quality and sleep duration. It reduces blood pressure. Not only that, it strengthens your immune system, boosts productivity, Increases self-esteem, reduces depressive symptoms, improves decision-making, enhances optimism, increases the frequency of exercise, strengthens resiliency, lessens chronic pain, and it even helps people recover from substance abuse. Impressive, right? It is. Mahalo improves physical and emotional health. Now I hear you. I know what your next question is. What are the side effects? Thank you for asking. There are none, except that Mahalo has been shown to improve relationships with friends, romantic partners, and family. It makes you more attractive to other people. So yeah, your social calendar may be just a little too full. So I guess maybe you could see that as a negative side effect. What else do you need to know? The dosage for Mahalo is once or twice a day. But even taking it once a week will significantly improve your life. Now I can see you sitting there. You may be thinking, cool. But how much does this wonder drug known as Mahalo cost? You may be sitting there thinking you can't afford it. Get this. Mahalo is free. Absolutely free. So how did I do? How, how was that? How was that sales pitch? Yeah, you may have guessed it because you read the title of this episode. But I'm describing the benefits, side effects, effective dosage, and cost of gratitude. I use the word mahalo because I think that means gratitude in Hawaiian. So yes, everything I shared is true. Gratitude is a wonder drug. And when you think about it, it seems to be the secret sauce of life. And yet, I haven't been seeing much gratitude recently. In fact, I've been getting the the stink face recently from people when I bring up the idea of and the importance of gratitude. It's almost as if people find it offensive to entertain the idea of practicing gratitude at this time. You know, with all that's going on, how on earth could I be grateful? You got to remember, practicing gratitude doesn't mean you think that life is perfect and things don't need to improve. I'm here to tell you, you can, we can practice gratitude no matter how bad we think things are or how bad they actually are. We can still practice gratitude. And there's a good argument to be made 
that it's even more important to practice gratitude at times like this. Because it's gratitude that we need to balance us out a bit. It can be the secret sauce that balances us out in ways that are needed when our minds turn to that deficit-based default mode. And we're using that filter to take in the abundance of bad news that is currently flooding our screens and systems. Okay, now, now thinking about our youth, I think a big part of why young people can be resistant to the idea of gratitude is because we don't do a very good job of selling it. How have we screwed up the presentation? Well, for starters, we've been telling young people that they should be grateful. This is an important thing to look at. So when discussing all the good stuff there is for human beings, I always try to do my best not to tell someone that they should do it. And especially when I'm working with youth, because I know, I know that the should can shame. And that the should usually creates high levels of defensiveness and ultimately create a disconnect in the relationship. No one, no one really likes to be told what they should do, especially adolescents. Remembering that an adaptive quality of the developmental stage known as adolescence is pushing away from the status quo, pushing away from the opinions of the status quo. You are the status quo. So I said all that to say, instead of saying should, I like to introduce the coulds of what can be done to have a better life. It is my opinion that this is how gratitude could be talked about with your child. Because, yeah, think about it. Usually, the standard message from parents and other adults to youth is that they should be more grateful. Or maybe they should show more appreciation. Or whatever version of the should be grateful is used. Whatever the version, it implies judgment. It invites a power struggle. And what it does is it implies that our youth should be more grateful because of how fortunate they are. Usually, when parents bring up gratitude, it's not even done to bring up gratitude. It's brought up to point out that the youth is being ungrateful, maybe acting selfish, showing an attitude of entitlement. But think back to how you got it. My childhood version of this arrived when, uh, when complaining about having to eat meatloaf for dinner. And so I got the, uh, there are starving kids in Africa lecture and that I should be grateful. So maybe you, parents who are listening to this, maybe you received a similar version of the gratitude talk. And important to note, my parents were right. I should have been more grateful. And yes, there were and are starving kids in Africa that would love to have my life and my meatloaf. So I'm not saying it wasn't true or it isn't true that your child should be more grateful. I'm just saying it's not a great way to sell the practice of gratitude. 
So that version I shared, and many like it, they're not even a promotion of gratitude. It's brought up in a way to criticize. No wonder so many youth aren't enthusiastic about gratitude. We've been introducing or encouraging the practice of gratitude through a deficit-based model for generations. And we can do better, much better. Because the main reason one should be grateful is because it is good for them. And not only that, when gratitude is shared and communicated, it is so good for others. This is the positive promotion. This is the campaign that gratitude needs. To compare it to something else, we need to be selling it in the same way that we do exercise. Now, hopefully, when, when you're talking about exercise, you're focusing on the endless amount of benefits it provides. This is the way, the same way, we should be talking about gratitude. We need to be offering it up as a could and really focusing on all the research-backed benefits of it. You there sitting at home, would you like to be happier? Do you want more friends? Would you like more energy? Do you want better sleep? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, then try gratitude. Gratitude can deliver all that and more. Okay, Uh, thank you for allowing me to do that voice. So, yeah, do your best not to bring up gratitude when you're frustrated with how ungrateful your child is at that moment. Try to bring it up as a could. Bringing it up if or when your child is open to hearing about things that could improve their life. Remember to leave out the shoulds. Introduce with a could and focus on all the benefits. And a little side note. Notice, I keep saying a practice of gratitude. Yeah, we need to make it a practice. Most of us, we need to schedule it. We need to add it to our lives, to our daily routines, so that we remember to do it. So to close this episode, here are a few suggestions for creating a quick and easy gratitude practice. Gratitude journal, a few minutes a day, writing down things that you're grateful for. People, things, experiences, write them down. Research shows, uh, real quick, be as specific as possible in any gratitude exercise. Just kind of the general, I'm I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for food. These don't seem to have the same payoff as being extremely specific about the people, the places, the things in our life that we're truly grateful for. If you don't want to write it down, just think about or visualize three things that you're grateful for. When you wake up, or before you go to bed, or both, you can do a gratitude jar. You know those decorative mason jars? Little slips of paper, write down things that you're grateful for every day. Fill that jar up with all those little and big gratitudes. Just the practice of that is is great. But another benefit is that when you're feeling low, you can go to the jar and look at and read and see all the things that you have to be thankful for. I like the idea of a a gratitude rock. What do you need for this? A rock. Find a rock that you like. 
you can put it in your pocket. You can put it somewhere where it'll be within uh, view frequently. But what you do with a rock is anytime you touch it, anytime you see it, you pause and think about one thing that you're grateful for. If you do put it in your pocket at the end of the day, you take it out of your pocket, place it somewhere, and you stand there and out loud or in your head, say three things you're grateful for. You can do very quick and simple gratitude meditations. Plenty of apps for this. Find these on YouTube. And next level gratitude exercise. You can write a gratitude email or letter, do a gratitude call, or even a gratitude visit. What those are is you reach out to somebody, maybe from your past, that had a positive impact on you, and maybe you never told them how meaningful they were to you. So you can write a letter, email, call, visit them, and tell them. The benefits of this for you and the person receiving the gratitude are off the charts. I did one of these recently. I called up an old basketball coach of mine, called him up and told him how meaningful he was to me back then and continues to be. I'm such a happy crier that I was basically crying the, the whole way through it. So I don't think the words that I was saying were easily understood. And I was so nervous uh, that I just was babbling on and on, like sort of like I'm, I'm doing right now. But at the end, the coach was like, oh, this is so great. This is a wonderful message. May I ask, who is this? So yeah, I, had to, I forgot to tell him who I was. So think about that. Think about sharing that gratitude email, call, letter, gratitude visit. To try to make the point on why these can be so great, I'm going to close with a quote. As William Arthur Ward once said, feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast, or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.